Sean is a fresh of breath there. He just loved chain restaurants. Matter of fact, he ate at Applebee's 12 times during the bye week. I love each and it. Most of you guys. That really is still swollen, isn't it? It kind of looks like a football, actually. Thank you for that. Stitching you guys. Thank you. Hey, D, I like donuts, baby. Let's go. Uh, Stay focused. Um, Work hard in school. You might not like school, but make sure you're working hard at school. You build the bomb. You build the bomb. It's your boy DM3, and you're listening to the Witty Not Funny Sports Podcast on the Built in Buffalo Podcast Network. Witty Nation, welcome everyone to the Witty Not Funny Sports Podcast Live, our first show of 2024. Thank you for joining us, all who have. Uh, we, of course, are the number one self-rated Buffalo sports show covering the Bill Sabres entertainment and everything in between. And as always, part of the Built in Buffalo network. Go follow us at Woody Sports 716 on Twitter right at the bottom there. And uh, check out everything Built in Buffalo is giving you every single day. The best Bills content, the best live shows. Hopefully you tuned into the basement earlier tonight. Hopefully you tuned into going deep on Wednesday and Blitz on Tuesday and everything else Built in Buffalo is giving you. Uh, including our show. So if you're joining us for the first time in 2024, this is your New Year's resolution to watch Witty Not Funny Sports Live. Thank you for joining us. Uh, Tony, I thought for 2024, we'd switch it up a little. Instead of at the tail end, we got we to get some plugs in here. And we're going to plug our store, first and foremost. The t-shirt store, the apparel store. We have t-shirts, we have crewnecks, we have hoodies, we have everything. Google search Teespring Witty Not Funny, all one word. All original designs, all super awesome, all some pop culture references. Guarantee you will be at least top of mind to your Bills Mafia friends when you're watching a playoff game or add a tailgate to the playoffs, hopefully. But check out the Witty Not Funny store. Support the podcast today. Uh, Like I said, t-shirts, hoodies, all colors, all sizes. We got everything. Uh, If you didn't know, we are your hosts. I am Matt. He is Tony. Tony, how are you doing tonight? Never better, Matt. This is never be better. Great nights and here in my basement. I think it is the best show we've done in 2024 so far. Just right I off the bat. Could not agree more. <laughs> we we can only go down from here. We're already kicking it off really well. Uh, happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to the listeners and viewers. Uh, and Tony, how was your holiday? We we were off last week because of the holiday. Busy as always. How how are you doing? I haven't talked uh, to you. I worried about you. I know. Wait, <laughs> did we not talk the entire time? No. Uh, yeah, We're not friends we, outside this show. I guess we didn't. Yeah, but you can't let the listeners know that. Uh, well, they do now. Cat's out of the bag. That, they have to think that we're friends. I actually despise <laughs> you off camera. <laughs> well, news to me. News to me. Well, you know, the cat's out of the bag, I guess. I was just I guess so. looking well, at the... Uh, been a heck of a show, everyone. Thank you for joining. <laughs> yep. We're going to go bitch about the other person to our wives. <laughs> for those that are worried, Tony and I have been friends for a very long time. So, so don't yeah, when, did we, when did we meet? Sixth grade? Uh, I don't know. I feel like we need like a uh, like a TGIF show montage, like flashback. Yeah. <laughs> Back in high school, Back in my Jinko jeans. We didn't go to the same high school. What are you trying? What no, is this I know. You're trying to I'm just saying. I'm just saying. 
it's like a sitcom where they all meet when they're adults and they reminisce how they met it in usually high school. We met before okay. that in grammar school. Yeah. Anyway, in middle school. Let's get let's get on to some important stuff. How are you doing? Uh, lovely. The holiday was lovely. M- much uh, much needed time with family and friends. The uh, break itself, little short because there was so much uh, so much Buffalo time in there. It's like really only like three days uh, in Rochester right. where I make my home to actually have a break and relax. Uh, so yeah, it was it was a lovely time. Trying to think of what uh, yeah. bills related. I got a sweet bills uh, quarter zip from my sister. Nice. Always, always a fan gifts? of the quarter zip. <laughs> yeah, they're great. Um, quarter zip. You can wear great. them in. You can wear them in so many situations. They, right. they cross. They they cross all levels of uh, of of for, formality. And in all temperatures. I mean, if it gets yeah, a little cross, chilly, turn that yeah. quarter turn that quarter zip into a, a an eighth zip. Into <laughs> yeah, or go full, make it a turtleneck. <laughs> Or go full. That's right. So so versatile. That quarters it. Steve Jobs. <laughs> oh, nice, nice. Uh, Tony, I thought to kick off the new year, uh, we would we'll get into bills. We'll definitely get into the bills and uh, kind of this do or die week, uh, if you will. We won't know Sunday night game, so uh, they'll know before they play whether it's do or die. But it kind of is leaning that way with the Ravens announcing some. Uh, starters not playing, which Odell Beckham has to be so mad because he was uh, he was in line for a million dollar incentive for reaching some uh, benchmarks that he aren't, he's not going to hit in the regular season. So anyway, uh, but we'll talk about Bills Patriots, Bills Dolphins, a playoff outlook. Uh, Tony, but I thought to kick off the show, uh, we bring back one of our greatest, uh, most probably popular segments. And that, of course, is our Hansel Award. <laughs> right now Hansel. for those who don't know that's from zoolander hansel's so hot right now so do we give our hansel award to what's hot in sports and tony i think it's only fitting with this week that the hottest thing in sports college bowl game mascots mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> taking the world by storm uh, i have a odd fascination with any college bowl mascots uh, if these four mascots, uh, in uh, that is Tubby, the Duke's real mayonnaise jar, uh, the Pop Tart that was edible, an actual edible mascot, first time ever, uh, the Cheez It guy, and then some Outback uh, food items. Uh, if that was like the four or five horsemen of the apocalypse, call me a goner. I- I'll welcome, <laughs> I'll welcome that apocalypse, <laughs> full, full fledged here, uh, Tony. I, I was fascinated. I, and listeners and viewers, of course, comment, like, subscribe. Uh, tell us uh, who you think is hot in sports right now or what you think is hot in sports right now, whether it's uh, sniffing shoes like Dan Orlovsky would do or uh, setting houses on fire like Tyreek Hill. I mean, that's literally hot in sports right now. So, uh, But we pick mascots because I and Tony and I had a fascination throughout college bowl week with these mascots uh tony they took the world by storm they took the internet by storm uh, it's about damn time billy buffalo step your game up billy buffalo step your game up that's all i'm saying yeah you can't even eat billy buffalo i have never seen billy buffalo, i've never even seen billy buffalo game on, me. on the shoulders or celebrated by any member of the organization no, <laughs> nobody on likes the football, him especially on the football side of the organization i mean that has to be the thought as i watched um what <coughs> excuse me as I watched, what's his name? Spuddy? Spudsy? Spuddy Buddy? Who, who's that? 
So he's not one of your four, but the Idaho, the famous Idaho potato. Oh, the Idaho potato. Yeah. Yeah. The potato. Spuddy, I, I'm looking at this list that ranks him as the number four bowl mascot. This list is from USA Today for the Well win. deserved. Yeah. He, so he's ranked as number four. And I'm looking at this video of him, the, the, the victorious players uh, hoisted Spuddy Buddy on their shoulders and, <laughs> um, and you know, rallied him around Rudy style until dropping him to the turf, <laughs> which is Go frying him in a deep fryer, turning him into French fries. He's probably the safest mascot to, that you can drop. Like, right. Not, he's got the most cushion. Yeah. He's got the most cushion. There's, it's not like a heads popping off situation. Like it's the whole body. It's a whole body mascot. So it's really, um, <clears throat> disappointing of what he's accomplishing versus some of the other mascots. Uh, who do you, who, who of the four is your favorite or highest fascination, man? I mean, I have to go with the pop tarts mascot. I don't think he has a name. A I think he's choice. just a pop tarts mascot. Oh, he was, uh-huh. I, yeah. If you can look up his name, it's go the ahead. Pop tart. Uh, the pop tart is his name. Okay. It's just the pop tart. It's just yeah. the pop tart. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. Um, oh, Sandra saying can't hear. Can you hear me, Tony? I can hear you. Great. Listeners hit the like. If you can hear us, if you can't don't hit the like i want to see the like go up at least one hit the like if you can hear us um no the pop tart mascot was out of this world um just he was a clown the whole game like slapping the ref on the butt uh doing like dances and stuff like he was a star our likes went up so i think everyone can hear us good um (laughs) he was a star he came out in a toaster Mm -hmm. like he embraced the moment like talking about like living for the moment. He embraced that moment of him being an edible mascot. Like dreams really do come true. Like his whole his whole goal was to die. <laughs> like like what a what a performance. If that's how you're gonna go out, man, like give that king his crown. Truly, like I'm glad you brought up the sign. Like when he held up that sign of dreams do come true, <clears throat> I'm like, that's the best, most memeable mascot situation that we could have asked for out of college bowl weekend and then for him to go back in the toaster sacrificing himself (laughs) for the champions to eat him what a beautiful moment for sports that's what sports is all about what a beautiful moment for humanity yeah i mean let's just create a giant pop tart and have the world eat it and world peace is achieved it's that simple i think Mm -hmm. bring it we're we're like, I don't know throw, what throw geopolitics about. out the door. Just g- giant yeah. Pop-Tart. That's it. World peace, giant Pop-Tart. We're worried about feeding an, under, uh, an under-resourced an under Haiti. All they need is one big Pop-Tart <laughs> to cover the island. I mean, that's it. Any, anybody, anybody devastated by a natural disaster, send the Pop-Tarts. Send the Pop-Tarts. Send the Pop-Tarts. Uh, it was funny because like, the Cheez-It Bowl was after the Pop-Tarts Bowl. And you could totally tell because the Pop-Tart was so popular the cheeses right. executives had like an emergency meeting it's like how do we step this up like our thing is lame we need to step this up and the cheese and mascot was great i him met him uh did you see him like after the game like get the get the box in the camera shot oh i don't know that i saw that i saw him, oh it's it's hilarious he like sneaks on a, screen i saw him come out of a box of cheetos or cheese yeah and then he had the sign that said Cheez-Its. Cheez-Its. not edible cheese it's yeah oh he had the sign that said not edible mascot, which you could tell, like, again, the Cheez-Its executives had an emergency meeting and, and needed to, to figure something cooler out. 
Uh, it was great. College Bowl mascots, uh, fantastic. Uh, the Idaho Spud, the Tubby, the the Duke's mayonnaise. Um, they're just hard disagree. What? Hard disagree. You don't like the, the mayonnaise? The Duke's mayonnaise, Tubby. Eyebrows too thick for you? A lot to be desired. His eyes, <laughs> he's cross-eyed. The the eyes going in the opposite <laughs> yes, direction yeah. is my problem with Dukes. And then, like, where are we with technology? that this cross-eyed Dukes cannot translate into the dumping of the mayonnaise on the coach's head. So they dump the mayonnaise on the coach's right. victorious coach's head. But Duke, or sorry, but Tubby, not a part of it. Tubby, not. Right. Like, can't you take, can we get some mayonnaise out of the top of Tubby to dump I it? thought the, I th- that is perfect. I thought the exact same thing. Like, mm-hmm. haven't we come far enough in mascot technology where you can crowd surf Tubby and then, like, dump him onto the winning coach or player who or whoever like and mayonnaise comes out of them it yeah. makes sense absolutely I, I think they definitely do that next year hmm. duke has to duke has to duke has to duke has so to so i'd say top tier is uh pop tart and ched z ched ched z is ched z is the is the cheese his name is ched z c-h-e-d hyphen z and then i and then duke is like i hate duke what is the other, uh, right. what is the fourth mascot that you have there in your graphic? Uh, those are like guys dressed up as for the Outback Steakhouse Bowl. Oh, a kangaroo. Uh, it looks like a, like a kangaroo burger. It looks like a, it looks like a blooming onion and a, uh, mm. a popcorn coconut shrimp there. No. I think, I think they're That's edible. Like, I think so. I think you can pick off the blooming onion and eat it if I'm not mistaken, but. We'll never know. Maybe we'll have him as a guest on the show. That'd be great. Can we? Oh can you God. imagine if Pop Tart's mascot comes on the show? Wow. Can we just AI? Amazing. That? I mean, we probably can. <laughs> probably, probably. We're smart enough. Uh, so that is our Hansel Award winner for what is hot in sports: college football bowl mascots. Uh, what a year for them! Like <laughs> times, a, times person of the year, Pop Tart's mascot for sure. And it was great. Like, that's what the internet is made for. Like, moments like that. Mm-hmm. To put, like, I saw a, I saw a picture of, like, after the, the Pop-Tart was toasted and eaten, like, him in heaven with, like, Michael Jackson. <laughs> like, it was just, I mean, those are moments are what the, the internet is made for, to, to make memes of dumb stuff like college mole mascots. So, uh, very funny, I thought. Very good marketing. Uh we're talking about pop tarts and mayonnaise and cheese it's for the first time ever. So uh they win our hot so award for what time. is hot right now. Not the last time for sure. They'll they'll definitely go up. Uh Tony, we got a lot of bills to talk about. Uh are you ready to get into the bills? I have my notes. Somebody who we will never toast and eat, Mr. Marv Levy. Take it away, Marv. We'll be back after the break. Go. Go. Come on, four. And we are back. Tony, we start off, listeners, we start off the same way, viewers. I always say listeners in case you're listening, but viewers and listeners, we start off the same way with a so bad, it is good review. Tony, are you ready? Oh, yeah. (laughs) This was quite a game and we'll get into it. Let's start with the so bad, it's good review. Here we go. Week 17. Tables on fire. People on fire, mafia not feeling, Josh, Josh, Josh. A lot of turnovers all around us, not feeling, Josh, Josh, Josh. 
Ole, 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 ver. As Mr. Ed was horsing around with the Patriots offensive line all game, and Razul Doug was anything but less, turning in a killer tofu of interceptions. Bailey tried to create some electricity by being the key, but in three iron zappies, he was short-circuited. Joe Brady and his bunch have entered, turned the TV off land, as they had no rhythm by the night. Grab me a Corona because the Bills offensive line needs a La Vida Mas John Fina with the way they protected their QB. And just like Arby's, we have the beef going into the final week of the season. But in the end, Paul Revere wasn't the only Patriot shouting, the Bills are coming, the Bills are coming, as Buffalo is coming for the playoffs and the AFC East crown. Bills win 27-21. Tony, that's a so bad. It's good review. Short, sweet. First of all, what is the beef? We have the beef going into the final week. What's the beef? We have we have beef with the team. Oh, it's oh, our oh, beef we, with them because they played beef. bad. We, we have beef. Trying to be like you and I. You and I, but it, to me, it's you have and I, beef with them. them. You and I, <laughs> right? Okay, so like we have beef with the team. Yes, yes, we do have beef with the team. And I also yes. and was very thrown off by the start of this. For some reason, I thought this was going to be. You were doing tablets on fire for hot, hot, hot. For some reason, I thought it was gonna be like hearts on fire, and you're gonna be like tablets on fire, no. people on also on fire, <laughs> feeling Josh, Josh, Josh. That's no, you can save it for sorry. Next time. All right, I'm 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 more of a uh, I'm more of like a Caribbean style, not a glam rock. Oh. Yeah, to me, it's more of an office reference when, yeah, Michael come, when Michael comes back from sandals with a steel drum in the office. Or yes, yes, yeah. That's that's what it. That's what he I remind me of. Yeah, he knows one no. <laughs> um, can we talk about like the tailgate table fire guys jumping through it? Why? Um, there Just was stop. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not cool. I don't know. Like, can we not be those people? Oh, I don't. I don't understand. Like, what the the benefit? When when did this start? Five years ago? Four years ago? The table jumping or the fire? The fire table jumping. Viewers, if you know when, like, the first table was lit yeah, on like, fire that someone jumped through, please happened? put it in the comments. At what point will we uh, will we bear witness to a conversation of someone like you know older and wiser being like, yeah, I probably really should not have done that. <laughs> I'm thinking and, young, somebody and younger and stupider like, is going to be yeah. like, yeah, I probably shouldn't have done that. <laughs> the best part was the guy jumps through the table is like fully on fire, like a stunt man is on fire in a movie shoot, and nobody is like attending to him whatsoever. Yeah, way too long. And it felt like the one guy like trying to follow him, trying to track him down, wasn't interested in helping him put the fire out. It was more just like, Tap on the shoulder, like, "Hey, you're uh, still on fire." Just so you know, just thought you'd want to be aware. You're, you're still, you are still on fire. And it was like, "But I, right. I mean, I'll hang up and listen. You can deal with that yourself." Right. <laughs> of hey, just want to let you know in case out. in case you didn't weren't aware. Right. The decisions are on you for now. <laughs> <laughs> you're not stop dropping or rolling. Right. So I don't know what you're you doing. Consider but... one to all three of those in your life. Right. Might be a good idea. Um, yeah. I just Go. don't like. I don't get it. Like, I don't know. Young kids being dumb, I get. But other than the the thrill of the moment and that moment lasting maybe like half a second, there's no like 
redeeming factor of this, right? <laughs> it's not like your friends are going back next week and being like, hey, remember when you got on fire through the tape? And like, I don't think anyone's having that conversation. Yeah, I have to imagine it's more making fun of them than not in that right. situ- in that in those group chats. Uh, I would also have to imagine, like, what is the mo- I don't know, like, where is the glory coming from? Is it? I mean, I guess it's coming from yeah. you know, it's coming from the likes because this person went viral. I mean, we're talking about them on the show. Is it better to go viral like in that way, where we're calling you like the most idiotic person on the planet? <laughs> Uh yeah, I think it's just I'll to not go viral at all. I guess so, right? Yeah. I guess so. Um speaking about this game and and I don't want to like dwell on this Patriots game cuz it was very ugly, but you know, a win's a win and that's the most important thing. And, and I'm going to take Tony out of his comfort zone in a little bit because to Tony, we don't have any issues as long as we win. Like that is the ultimate goal. <laughs> but going into this week 18 final week of the season matchup against the Dolphins do or die possibly where it's winner in winning in or losing completely out um we got some issues to talk about that relate to this game and maybe moving forward into the next game against the Dolphins so uh but first let's talk about the good let's talk about the good and the good was the dominant defense the defense showed up all game uh where the offense sputtered right out of the gate uh the defense definitely made up for it uh special teams lighting up an opening kickoff return which is like matt smiley is not going to be smiling i think this offseason with how many special teams issues this team has had this this year um but the defense came through in the clutch uh the, the bill started off i think three straight three and outs defense started off three straight turnovers i think Rezul douglas Huge game at Oliver. Huge game. Um, but let's start with Rizul Douglas because I think he might go down as the best off se- or midseason acquisition the Bills have ever had. Ever, ever. I mean, of, I'm trying to think of any other like trade deadline acquisitions. I was just trying to think of like free agents we've brought in. Like, wasn't like Deontay Foreman on this team for like a hot second? <laughs> that sounds right. Mm-hmm. Or Freeman, Devonta Freeman. Was that it? Anyway, like some one of those like weird vets we bring in at the end. Right. Um, I was thinking because Bean doesn't do a lot of midseason trades. This is, I think, the first. I think the first of the Bean era. But free no, uh, agent. Yeah. Oh, Hines. That's right. Well, yeah. Well, and Calvin Getzkis and Calvin Benjamin. So he does we do midseason trades. We traded a third for Calvin Benjamin. That does not seem okay. So anymore. in comparison <laughs> to those two, right? <laughs> Russell Douglas is the best. <laughs> mid-season trade Brandon Bean has made. Uh, yeah, yeah. Calvin Benjamin, of course, one biscuit away from being a tight end and Naheem Hines just stay off the jet skis. But he had a, a dominant game. And, and it's really interesting to see now that Razul Douglas has kind of come into his own on this team. He's always been very good. But it, I mean, in such a short time, he's been dominant and well-deserved AFC Defensive Player of the Week this week. Uh, deflected the first pass, leading to an incredibly athletic play by Ed Oliver for the interception. Had two interceptions himself, Rizul Douglas did. Uh, he was awesome. And, it, and, it's inter- and, it, and it's an interesting conversation going forward when Trey White, if Trey White comes back, what are you going to do? Because I think Christian Benford, more power, ha, 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 is ah. awesome as well. Like He's been very good as well. Um, and Rizul Douglas, of course, has another year in his contract. So you got to think they want to keep him. Um, 
it, he was very good. Well, let's talk. Let's talk in a vacuum first. Tony, what did you think about the defense's performance, Razul Douglas specifically? What What else? I mean, what else can I say? Like it was, we were getting results like never before. Uh, <clears throat> yes, the Oliver. Every every turnover was fantastic. Every turnover was fantastic. Heads up execution. Um, the play of Razul Douglas, uh, the you know the one where he, that he took it back for the touchdown. Right. Especially like fantastic vision out of Razul Douglas and really trusting himself because he was way ahead of the receiver. Um, you know, really playing off. Yeah. He, he was it was like interception or bust in that one, and he got it. My thing is like I'm glad Douglas does not return kicks because there were in both in both returns, both times he intercepted it, I was like, I can clearly see like the lane, the best lane, a very quick route to the end zone. And in neither, <laughs> in neither case did he take it. And like him, like darting around right. and zigzagging and going so horizontal across the field was like kind of like disheartening. And then he eventually made it on that one. And I was like, okay, well, I guess, I guess that worked too. But it was like he could have walked into the end zone had he just gone, had he just gone right. like five to de- five degrees in the other direction. Five, so it'd be like nine. Had he gone like ninety-five degrees, you know, in the other direction. Right. Uh, but all's well that ends well. So he was fantastic. Loved what the D-line had going on. The big qualm, and I think something to look at, is I do feel like the Ezekiel Elliott play, which was such a significant, you know, was a significant yardage getter um, yeah. in their in their only touchdown drive that really counted for their offense. Um, you know, that's something to look at because they really exploited us. Forgive me. Bless you. Because they, really, they really, like, exploited <laughs> the holes in the scrambling of us in the, in us being able to do that. Like that was, uh, that was disappointing, I guess, but I still think Ezekiel yeah. Elliott has, has some talent in the tank. Yeah. He's he has some juice. Good. Yeah. He's got for some sure. Juice. He's got juice. Yeah. Double E juice. Um, oh, thanks Sandra. Bless you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so the, so I would really like to see, um, like you said, like, I think even, uh, even the safeties that we've been critical of, because it seems mm-hmm. like they've lost some juice. You know, they held their own uh, this time around. And some of that is rap and, and some, but Poyer, you know, Poyer held his own. I didn't see too many signs of aging um, out of that. And so I do, that, I, I do think Poyer has played a lot better these past couple of weeks. Yeah. Maybe he was just like saving it. Do you, do you think, and we've kind of speculated on this before. Do you think that the bills overall have an attitude of like coasting until the end? See, I was thinking that too. They're going to make the playoffs and this is like, and like Poyer's a coaster. Like, do you think that's why like Diggs's snap count is down these past couple of weeks? Because they're like, all right, we're gonna do just enough to to try to get by, and they're really playing with fire because if they lost any of these games, it would be disaster. Yeah, um, you know, playing down to lesser teams and the Chargers and the Patriots, teams they should be mopping the floor with. But like, I I'm, I was kind of thinking along those lines of like. They went, I feel like they gave it their all and they were emotionally and physically exhausted last year. And now they're kind of like dialing it back. And it showed in the playoffs last year. Obviously, they got run over by the Cincinnati Bengals at home. Um, Are they taking a different approach this year in terms of Mm -hmm. management, load management, if you will? So um, it's an interesting thing to think about. I, I would hope not because, I mean, if they had the AFC East locked in, they had a playoff spot locked in. I could maybe see that, mm-hmm. but they are really playing yes, with fire, and that's why 
this this episode is called Little Fires Everywhere because like they're really playing with fire here. I mean, we've kind of gotten to a point where it, it's become a concern now. This offense has become a little stagnant, and we'll talk about it in a little bit here. But um, when 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 I was watching the game and I saw Razul Douglas get those interceptions and the defense make those plays and create those turnovers. Uh, I was so glad one of them went back for a pick six because I was just like dreading the offense getting back on the field. I was like, please bring it back. Please take it back to the house because I cannot watch this offense for another play. They are so bad and so out of rhythm and out of sync. Like I just, they didn't really start getting going until the second half again. And I think that's a big issue is like this team has consistently all year, not just the past month or so, um, kind of started slow, especially in these games where the competition is lesser, right? <clears throat> like, it seems like they really need to get punched in the mouth before they, they realize, they wake up and realize, oh, this team's 5-11 and 11 or 4-12. and 12. Like, we should be winning this game and winning comfortably. And when you have, like, four turnovers in the first half, like the Bills did, and you're still only up a score, like, your offense seems to be broken, at least for this week. And that's a concern for me going forward. But um, the defense was fantastic. They really uh, they really won the game for the Bills. It, it, I mean, Douglas had a well, – what's the comparison? It was like a Drayton Florence Patriots moment, it felt like, against the Patriots, uh, coincidentally. Or maybe Bakari Rambo against the Packers. I don't know. I don't know if it was like either of those. Because Drayton Florence against the Patriots was like – a lib- was like liberating because it was a part of well because we know, never yeah right we haven't won in like 20 matchups prior right so that provided like new that provided just like such a bright beam of light amidst the clouds and then and then um the vicari rambo situation like those were late like those were game saving this was just this was different because this was we were already so high and it wasn't yeah. even like as i as i made comments to the people around me I was like, when the Patriots run the ball or get the ball by that time, I wasn't even paying attention to or caring about the amount of yards they got. I was only waiting for the end of the play when the tackle hit of, would that be the play they fumbled on? Right. Because I had been so conditioned to like just expect the drive to fall apart with a fumble or interception, any turnover. And I was like, oh, is this the play that's going to be the turnover? Nope. Okay, I'll see you next play because that play will probably be the turnover. And right. Then, and so by the time and, – and I was like, that's insane that I'm thinking that way, that I've been so conditioned to think that way. And then that's when Rizzo Douglas took it back. And we had already been saying amongst ourselves, like, well, the offense is, is nothing right now. So the defense is going to have to score. And that will feel like the edge has been taken off of us because we're yeah. seeing the scoreboard. We're seeing that we can't do anything anyway. So these turnovers like have to amount to more than field goals and then we'll feel good about it. And then boy, did we feel good about it when Razul Douglas crossed that goal line. There like, was, there was jubilation and then something. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, what a flip it's been like this year is compared to years of past where, especially in the the last two years of the Allen uh, McBean dream team era of like, now we're relying on the defense to win us games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas before it'd be like, 
man, this defense can't stop anything. They can't. They're they're Swiss cheese out there. Like we right. need the offense to put up thirty five a game. Like let's get the offense back out there so we can score some. Now it's like, man, this offense stinks. I don't want to see them. We need the defense to step up. Um, but I think Sean McDermott deserves a lot of praise. Give him his flowers. Um, this defense has been really good uh, for the majority of this home stretch uh, here or this, this run to the playoffs uh, sands, the Eagles game, which was weird and especially the second half and they didn't make adjustments and there's rain and whatever. But um, for the most part, this defense has been the highlight and for a defense that's missing Trey white and obviously you replace him with Razul Douglas, but missing Matt Milano, you just just got Daquan Jones back, which was a, a big factor. You have a very um, non-substantial, non-playmaking Von Miller uh, on, in, on the roster. Um, he didn't even play. Mike Hyde. You're 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 plugging and playing. Yeah, Micah Hyde's been injured. Um, AJ Epines has been injured. like they're just they just keep performing despite these injuries. And uh, I think Sean McDermott de- deserves a lot of credit. Uh, for the way this defense has played this season, especially down the stretch here. A hundred percent agree. I think maybe I, w- I was kind of reflecting on that. Like, is it, has he figured it out? Has he achieved like a better work balance between his two jobs? Has he <laughs> delegated some more off of his shoulders? Um, <clears throat> or is this just a case of the team getting better as the year goes on and like kind of figuring it out? I mean, they're in, you know, yeah. an, at least an adjusted system from what they're used to. So is that something? I mean, really, like, I also look to the players that there are some players that we've always sort of been, I guess, hot and cold about um, who are hot. And I think about, like, Terrell Dodson is all of a sudden, like, super good. Yeah. And, you know, that's all of a sudden. Out. Yeah, Benford is more consistent. I would say Rap is someone who we've had criticisms of here and there, and he he's still still you're not still sold. Criticism. You're no, still not sold. Still, still when he stops taking out his own players, I'll I'll turn I'll turn the tables on it. But <laughs> I, I don't think he's very good. Like, I think he's capable. Yeah. And uh, what what will it take to win you over? Does he need a big play for you? Yeah, just like I don't know. I, I don't think I think it's I think I'm too far gone. Okay. I don't, I, don't think I'm, I don't think he's ever winning me over. Anti-Taylor rap. This is Taylor. Anti-Taylor rap. Taylor's version is not good. Taylor's version of this of this uh, defensive back room is not for This you. era's tour needs to end for Taylor rap. Wow. The Taylor so rap era needs to end. Yeah, the Taylor rap era needs to end. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's been good. And of course, we like the more aggressive defense as well, which we've mentioned in the past. What do you think about this comment from Brock here? And thank you everyone for the comments, by the way. Keep them coming. We love uh, commenting on comments. Very meta here on Winning Off Money Sports Live. Uh, Coach John McDermott needs to let the boys play. Stop trying to be conservative. Turn them loose. We lose when he reins them in. You think he's reining them in a little? Uh, I don't know. I, I see I a very, very like aggressive game plan. I mean, I've seen I a lot of blitzing. <clears throat> he blitzes in big situations. I think I can, like, I've become to a fault good sometimes. At- at pred- yeah, I've become pretty good at predicting when a blitz is coming. Um, <laughs> Me too. That's worrisome. Yeah. That is. If worrisome I'm watching sure. the game, if you're in the stands of the game and you can predict what's coming, I don't think that's a good thing. Like, yeah, if we can predict, yes. like, oh, Josh is in shotgun, he's totally running. 
this point. Right. <laughs> it's a QB right. draw, and it is a QB draw. It's like, if we know, the other team probably knows, and yep. if you play better that, teams, that's going to come back to bite play, you. The last first down, I knew exactly what was coming. I can Exactly, that. yeah. And then, like, you know, big third downs, we're blitzing, we get that. Uh, big fourth downs, we're blitzing, we get that. Um, yep. <clears throat> but in some cases, I think it's situational. Like, did you have a problem with how he handled how he handled the fourth quarter, essentially, of trying to, you know, eat the minutes and being comfortable that they score and having faith in the offense to eat the rest of the minutes. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I'm always yeah, of the I'm, mindset kinda, of just yeah. just get put the, put your trust in your best player and it wasn't this week, but it mm-hmm. typically is number 17 and, you know, Josh usually does right by us. Yeah. This week was not the case and yeah. it's a little worrisome because they've been a little stagnant and um lost if you will for the past 2 weeks against inferior opponents, as we mentioned, but um, I'm, I'm always okay. Like putting trust in Josh and Josh, we yeah. trust as we always say. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was, I was okay. Usually I'm like, I find it uh, uncomfortable, but this time I was like, well, it's working and I, and I get it, you know, and it was, and it was fine. Yeah. I was <laughs> fine with it. Uh, you know what else I was fine with Tony, by the way, the big story before the game, Von Miller inactive. Oh yeah. That's Von Miller thing. also like, needed a I vet rest day. After being inactive, which is like what? Yeah, <laughs> like like you were resting all week, buddy. Like practice, okay, yeah. But yeah. why do you need a why do you need a vet rest day in the middle of the week? You were inactive Sunday. Um, they finally did it. I they should have done it two three weeks ago, probably. Um, I didn't think they'd do it because you paying the guy a lot of money to produce on the field, and hopefully, I I think they were hoping that it would just kind of click one game and then mm-hmm. the momentum would take itself forward there. Like you'd get one or two sacks and then be like, okay, I can do this again. I can play at this level again. And it would kind of just roll from there, but it's, it hasn't come. And I, I didn't see anything that didn't warrant this benching, if you will, for lack of a bit, he's been right. completely ineffective. I mean, not only in the pass rush, which is what he's paid for to get to the quarterback and cause havoc and collapse the pocket and, great turnovers. Um, he's been ineffective everywhere. Like he's just, he's not even getting double teamed. Like he's just going one-on-one against usually the left tackle on the opposition uh, of the opponent's offensive line. And he's just kind of getting manhandled. He's been completely ineffective and or ineffective. And this him being inactive was, uh, I think overdue. I'm okay with it. And I'm okay. if He's inactive the rest of the year, quite frankly. Wow. Okay. It's, it's saddening. Uh, I'm not okay with that. Uh, part of me is wondering, I'm like, Oh, is this like a come to Jesus kind of benching kind of making him inactive to combination, like mode it's combination, motivate him slash, you know, if he's seeing if he's ineffective because he's playing, you know, while working back from the injury. And, you know, we've seen that, that like they can play, but they're not a hundred percent themselves. And it takes them a little bit to become 100% themselves again. Uh, is this like, Hey, maybe we can speed start, uh, this process of him being back a hundred percent himself by going inactive, doing a vet rest day, really making him his, his freshest self. And then he comes in during the dolphins and looks like his old self. Maybe I'm not betting on that. That's going to happen. Um, but that's like one kind of way that I worked through it mentally to sort of like give a justification outside of we've just lost faith in a hundred million dollar player, but he has been, 
largely <laughs> ineffective. I know you have, but you're but you're not a coach for the. Are you are you, are you sad by it because of what could have been? Like kind of, if he yeah. never got hurt, like if he never uh, got hurt before that injury, he was he was kind of what we paid for. I mean, he was closing games out that Kansas City game in the regular season last year. He closed it out. Uh, so like to be sad is fine because before injury we had something really good and right. we we're hoping to get back yeah. to that and it just hasn't come and it might never come sad for him sad for the bills because it's a star that's now not a star a star has fallen a star has right. become a white dwarf if that's the order of star slice fans i don't know nice. <clears throat> but the um or a star has now burned out you know that's one less on the team yeah a star has burned out but also sad like for von miller the person that if this is it, like, you know, it's going to, it's going to go down like this. It, not, yeah, you know, not of him, uh, right. Retiring. If it's going to go down. It's going to go down with us just remembering him for progressive commercials and dancing with the stars trophies. That's what it's, so oh, it's yeah, going to come fine. down to. Yeah, that's fine. But I'm hoping he's that's, still, that's his, that's his Bill's career. I'm hoping he's still a contributor <laughs> moving forward. Um, and I mean, like by writing articles weekly, no, for the website. No, like okay. I, hope, I hope he, I hope he's active next week and that he shows up and you know is ca- a capable member of the defense. Yeah. But I also I, hope I, that we look away from making him and expecting him to be any kind of closer, which I don't think that I think sense. has been that I think has been the error that the coaching staff has made is like big third downs, end of the game, they save him, they use Von him needs to be out there. Yeah, yeah I'm like. I don't. I don't see it as Von needs to be out there. I see it as Von needs to not be out there. Right. <laughs> but give him some reps elsewhere. See how it goes. You know. Yeah. I. I say I would wouldn't mind him being inactive the rest of the year, and I wouldn't. But that being said, I do think he's going to be active this week. I mean, yeah. Sean McDermott seems to like to do this thing to try to light a fire under players, whether it's benching James Cook for a fumble and one out of every two hundred carries or touches of the ball. Um, or, you know, just doing something to, to light a fire under the players. And maybe he's just doing this to light a fire under Vaughn and we'll see if it works. I mean, this is a huge game. So can you really trust a guy in the biggest game of the year right? for all the marbles potentially, uh, who has been absolutely ineffective, like in, in a ghost. So, uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do with Vaughn Miller, but if he's inactive, I will again. I will be certainly okay with it, and that means more reps for our dude Kingsley Jonathan, mm-hmm. who we want to see all the success in the world. That's a star only way. getting brighter. Yeah, Von Star is burning. Kingsley's is shining bright, Kingsley's and only getting bright. brighter. You're right. Uh, Are you aware, Matt? Are you aware of Von Miller's full real name? <laughs> no. What is it? So it's Vani. Vani, Vani Miller, but and the middle name here is, I guess it's Biv Sean. It's B Big Sean. No, B apostrophe <laughs> V S E A N. Oh capital wow! Capital B apostrophe capital V capital S E A N. Oh, I see that Vani Bivashan. 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 If you know how B apostrophe V S E A N is pronounced. Please That's phonetically want, put it in the uh, in the comments for us. Vani is it Bivshan? Yeah, Vani is also enough to talk about alone. <laughs> right, Vani. Why would yeah. you not? Why would you not stick with that? I like Vani Miller. I like Vani much better. 
Yes, I like Vonnie Miller. And Von is, I have a list, it's listed here as Von Miller is his, his father. So, like, I get it. Like, oh, Von okay. Miller, little Vonnie, you know. Little Vonnie. I get that. And then he graduated <laughs> to being Von himself. You know, I, I think I would, he's if, if he was going by Vonnie, I think I, my tune would be completely different on him this season. <laughs> I need Vonnie Miller at that quarterback. <laughs> no, I'd just Von be like, oh, well, give Vonnie some time. He's give fine. Him. Like, it, it's a much Von more, like, right subtle, right. it's a softer landing, Vonnie. <laughs> like, Vonnie man, look. yeah, like, that Von is such a BSer, and nothing he ever says comes true, and mm-hmm. he's, he's completely useless but if it's like well that vonnie is a bser it's kind of like oh yeah like yeah. oh let him Vonnie's let him just go storyteller <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's such like a softer landing i, I mm-hmm. go by vonnie if he's listening and you know those players listen and follow us on twitter and everything so terrell bernard yep. terrell bernard liked uh one of our tweets this week big moment bernard bernard wow <laughs> to which i replied not I mentally reply like, "Oh, I hope he hasn't doesn't go back and view any of our shows from <laughs> September two thousand or twenty twenty three to September twenty twenty two." Yeah, but I love Terrell Bernard now. I'm ready. To well, we all do. Him. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. He's great. great. But uh, yeah. I tweeted that like, uh, did you see that clip of the guy in the courtroom like leaping at the judge? Oh yeah, I just I just saw it, like right before the show. Yeah, I, I I tweeted that that's Terrell Bernard going after anyone with the ball this year. Oh, okay. <laughs> and he liked it. So, yay. Wow. Yay for us. Yeah, we, should yay for school. Uh, we should praise players more often online. We should. We get should. <laughs> get the likes. Get the clicks. Get the likes. Get the views. Uh, Tony, let's switch to the offense now. Um, really bad game from the offense. Maybe one of the yeah. worst performances of Josh Allen's Bills career. Just cannot get anything going. The offensive line, I thought, played one of their worst games of the year as well, especially in the interior a guy who I think has been very solid this year and Connor McGovern really, really struggled with wise and uh, Barmore and all those guys up front for the Patriots. Uh, Torrance had a, a rough game too. Osiris Torrance or Cyrus O Torrance or however you want to pronounce his name and whatever ethnicity, <laughs> Irish, pronounce. English, whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah. However you want to say his name. Um, but so I thought we, we look ahead to this week and potentially the playoffs because this could be a problem. And Tony, let's play our new game show. Okay. Is it a problem? <laughs> I like Tony, we're supposed to say it together. You're supposed to say oh, it together. Okay. Is it a problem? Is it a problem? <laughs> uh, Tony, let's start with the man, not the myth, but maybe a legend. Number 17, the chosen one, the prince who was promised. J17, Josh Allen. Is Josh Allen a problem? This game, he goes 15 for 30, 50% completion, uh, 169, and one interception. Uh, Not great in the air stats. He did fine running, and uh, he's really become uh, kind of the master of, like, the tush push and going left Mm -hmm. on the tush push, which I don't know why nobody realizes he goes left every time. But um, now this is four straight weeks now that Josh has not surpassed 250 yards uh is josh allen a problem for other teams he is oh okay <laughs> uh <clears throat> very kyle brant of you, you very know, fanboy of you okay you know this is one example where in a rare case i'm gonna agree with bill belichick 
in a sense that earlier this week, Bill Belichick compared Josh to Tom Brady. And I know to me, what I was, what I was thinking with in the first half, I'm like, well, I've seen Tom Brady have a lot of halves like these. How many games against the Bills did Tom Brady have a dog crap first half? And we're right. like up 21 nothing, and Tom Brady gets is throwing turnovers, and it's just like he doesn't look sharp, and he doesn't look a mess, and maybe he's playing down to us uh, when we were bad. Right. I mean, I've seen, I've seen Tom Brady have a lot of games that I said, I'm like, well, this guy's not that impressive. And then he just turns it around and turns it up in the second half and figures it out in the second half, which is kind of what Josh did, like, players are going to have all even great players are going to have bad games and bad halves, but they're not, but those games and halves are not remembered. So Josh has a bad one. I think that's to be somewhat expected. Um, yeah. Even though he's super good. Uh, and I still am like, yes, Josh is the super Josh is on the Madden cover for a reason. Josh is super good for a reason <laughs> and considered and considered a first alternate pro bowler for a reason. Um, he can have this bad game but he better not make a habit of it. But I mean, I, I understand that sometimes he's going to have a bad game. It's Christmas. He's got a lot going on. He's it's his first Christmas with his new girlfriend. That's a lot of pressure. Busy time. Yep. A lot of it's pressure. That first Christmas here. gift for the new GF. I know that's what that's it's very a big tough. moment. That big is, moment for John. That's a, a lot, lot of pressure. pressure. When's a he, lot when's of pressure. Birthday? I don't know. Is it, was this his first? Every day. I know you actually don't know. But um, <laughs> while you look that up, uh, Josh did have a very deer oh. in the headlights kind of game. Like Josh was, oh, when's her birthday? Don't say it's December 24th. December 11th. Oh, wow. Oh, Huge. that's a tough month for Josh. Now that's now that's even more pressure because then how do you handle the balance of the two gifts? Right. Do I go big right. for the birthday? Do one big gift? Is it, one, is it together enough to do one big gift? Is I don't it, know. Do I have to take... That's like an impossible. That's a lot of mental, physical anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. For the first year GF. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hopefully he did right. Um, But it was a rough game. Josh had like a very deer in the headlights. Almost like he, what's the, what's the Panera lemonade that is like way too caffeinated to be legal. Josh had a lot of that stuff Mm -hmm. Uh, because he was just, what is Josh going to do? Like roll the dice every play. Like, the one right. lateral to Shakir was like, oh, it was awesome because it worked. But if it didn't, we'd all be like, what the hell is Josh doing? And then at the end, he was scrambling for a first down. He was a good three, four, five yards short. And he like tried to reach out and the ball, and he spun around and the ball just flew out and we recovered it luckily. But still, it's like you have the lead at that point. Like just... Go down, slide, punt the ball away, have Bailey Zappi drive 90 plus, 85 plus yards down the field on a defense that's been pretty dominant for mm-hmm. the whole day. Uh, it's just kind of those mental lapses that worry me. Uh, and it seems to be correlating to when the offensive line doesn't block because Josh was under pressure, hurried a majority of this game. And yes, Josh can do amazing things. And Usually his best stuff comes from him improv- improvisationally uh, scrambling and kind of backyard football style of like plays broken down. Josh evades pressure from four different guys and runs around and throws cross body to, you know, he does amazing things when the play kind of breaks down. But he was just kind of 
wild. <laughs> like I don't even know how to explain <laughs> it. It was it was very un uh, Josh like, and maybe Haley didn't like his gift this Christmas. Well, I don't know, or her, her birthday. On, maybe he's he, maybe yeah. he's taking it he's out taking on out, uh, trying, to, trying to prove his worth by laterally. Yes, here. bring it bring it full circle. Um, I mean, if I was Josh, I would lateral to Shakir every time. <laughs> yeah, because that's the best play in the playbook. And anytime you get the ball in the He Wolf's hands, hashtag He Wolf, you're good to go. But mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> uh, but Josh was just he was bad and. I think I think fans have a hard time of blaming Josh Allen or saying Josh Allen is bad or Josh can do no wrong kind of mentality, but he was bad this game. I'll, I'll say it. <clears throat> so I will, uh, in defense of Josh. Now I also think Josh was bad. I'm also like I'm also on team blame Josh. Yes, but I will. But I can also make a case to take some of that heat off of Josh in the sense of. It felt like I was shocked to hear four drops because it felt like 30 drops. It felt like every time he passed to anyone, they were dropping it. And it was never a justified drop. It was like just in and out of people's hands, looking at you, Sherfield, and then also looking at Latavius Murray. So <clears throat> two guys that should not see the field again. Yeah. Sherfield is like, I Sherfield, like Sherfield is like, like, why? Yeah. I'm like, this is your job. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like this is what you've made a career of. Like, what is happening with you? With you? And then also the case, uh, as uh, Tony Miller brought up, I think, um, you know, we found out from the injury report that came out this week that there's a finger injury. So maybe that was related. Maybe that was when, right? you know, until he worked through it, normalizing his finger uh, during gameplay. So that could be something. And that can be enough to just get the throws just like, you know, an inch or two off enough to cause some of the drops, I guess. Uh, so yeah. like maybe that's something. But overall, I am I am more more just like this was a bad game for Josh, and he's gonna bounce back soon. And he has. I to hope so. And if there's game, a game to because if he doesn't, then he it's the last to. game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, if there's a, any game to bounce back, it's the Dolphins because Josh usually plays pretty darn well against Miami. Yeah. Uh, how many how many catches do you think Trent Sherfield has this year? If I said over or under uh, 14, what would you say? I was going to say under. I was going to say 11. Okay. He has eight. Eight catches. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so for him to be the first option on any play should never be the yeah. case. Yeah. Which he was like two or three times mm-hmm. on Sunday. And he's been like seeing more snaps for no reason whatsoever this right. past two, three weeks. And I just don't understand why. And that's really weird because it's a guy in the off season who we were super hyped about because he was on the talk at training camp. Yeah. Like Trent Sherfield's making plays. Trent Sherfield's going to be a big part of this offense. And like eight catches later, 18 weeks later, don't let that guy see the field. Yeah, <laughs> and, he, and he hasn't been getting a lot of snaps either, but it's weird that it's been increasing now. Uh, so it's like we said earlier in the episode, like, are they are they trying to save Steph a little bit here? Or like, what's the deal with that? But it, I do anticipate right. like when he's on the field, I'm like, oh, well, that's basically someone who's not going to get targeted. Like that's someone who's not going to even earn the opportunity to get the reception or to get the target. They will right. be instantly neutralized by the defensive back. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and Latavius Murray, apparently only good at putting his hands on Josh Allen's butt. <laughs> these days that's the only reason i see him being active is like it's funny they don't even try to hide it like at least mm-hmm. at least the 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 eagles when they do the tush push 
like they'll have the running back like actually like run into the the quarterback and like push him from behind like Latavius Murray like pre-snap is just what a lot of females in Bill's Mafia would like to be at just right up in there and they're just like yep we're doing this yep try to stop it and they don't and that's good like Joe Brady good for you to realize like third down fourth down anything less than a yard QB sneak works or one yard or less QB sneak works like 84 percent of the time just do it. Just do it three times in a row if you have to. If it's second and one, do it three times in a row. You're guaranteed to get it. So uh, it's just funny. Like that, That's Latavius Murray's role now is put your hands on Josh Allen's butt and just push him. Yeah, that's fine. He doesn't I mean, bring anything else. So what he's and a lot of people in the week. comments. Yeah, a lot of people in the comments are putting, saying Fournette. Like, I'd love to see Fournette. Me too. More. And I, would lo- and I like it when Ty Johnson comes in to spell too. I'm a Ty Johnson fan oh, yeah. over here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ty Johnson. We're big Ty Johnson people. Yeah, I'm a Ty Johnson guy. I'm a Ty guy. You're Ty guy? <laughs> Ty guys. Mm-hmm. Ty guys. Um, we should wear guys. ties on next week's show for, for Ty Johnson. Yeah, if we win. I do like Ty Johnson a lot. I, I, I mean, how could you not like a guy who, I mean, he's averaging what? Like, he's in the James Cook area of like five plus yards a carry. Well, yeah. I mean, he wouldn't be without James Cook, but yeah, like it's yeah. it's exactly like what you want, I think, out of a spell running back like that. For sure, yeah, and he's he's been great. Uh, again, as we mentioned last episode, uh, greatest Bills player to ever have a Silence of the Lambs neck tattoo, <laughs> right? Ty Johnson is, yeah, and we're uh, aware also of. greatest. <laughs> we're what we're aware of, like the tattoo <laughs> is like right here. It's very large. We're aware of his. I mean, other Bills. Players. Oh, yes. Yes. I mean, Mitch Morris has a you know, it's, it's hidden Silence of the Lambs tattoo. I was thinking like Jack Kemp. I mean, he oh, was okay. largely, you know, largely not well televised <laughs> games, more radio. We have no idea. Yep. Jack Kemp just getting tatted up after every game. Yeah. I mean, you know, and <laughs> as you know, he fell right out of the public eye after the NFL. So we'll never know. Of course. We'll never know. <laughs> yeah, it was like the it was like the least likely Bills player in organizational history to have a uh, giant neck tattoo. Yes, future vice presidential candidate Jack. <laughs> Brad Butler, mm. also a political figure. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Why not? Um, anyway, yeah, Ty Johnson's been very good uh, being RB two behind James Cook. Um, all right, moving on to our next. Is it a problem, Tony? Joe Brady, <laughs> is uh, it a yeah. problem? Yes. All right. Have we have we lost faith in Joe Brady? I haven't lost faith in him, but I feel like he's becoming he's uh, the dorsitis incubation period is only getting closer to <laughs> his full on infection, right? Because it's happening just more and more dorsitis in these play calls than I than I care to see. Are you are you getting a a, a favorite show of ours? Are you getting silo vibes? Like when they go to the outside and they have to get like decontaminated, like yeah, he has like to get Joe the dorsitis off of him. Yeah. Oh right. Oh okay. I thought you meant it was like he's getting further and further away from the door and like more over the hill. And you know what happens? That's what I'm that. saying. Like, like that's, that's when they suffocate. So like he gets he gets he gets the dorsitis off of him, gets decontaminated, then he steps out and the dorsitis starts to creep yes. back on him. Yes. Yeah, uh, is that what's happening here? Tape. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Like it's weird. Watch Silo. It's great. Yeah, Silo cannot. Yes, huge recommend, huge big time recommendation <laughs> from me and from Matt. You should watch Silo. Yes, uh, available on Apple TV. And 
the uh and i hear the books are good too i keep saying i'm gonna start the books but i never do there's too many to read a book one day yeah it's like the bills are on every week. 20 years on going time to read a book yeah so <laughs> well, it's time to read so, a book yeah so uh yes i would like to see, and and the biggest thing that i'm saying is like what is everyone been pushing as the big difference between brady and dorsey and it's the usage of running backs as receivers and running backs receiving and i feel like that's kind of fallen off the past couple weeks i feel like i barely saw it you know i know successfully as a major part of our offense uh this last game so i'm hoping to see that resurrect itself um as as a part of as a part of the offense too it gets it's fun for everyone josh is throwing Running backs are doing their thing. Everybody yeah, knows. it was fun. That Eagles game was super, despite losing, was very fun. Um, it seems like the the effect of the uh, the new coach effect. We've seen that in the NFL a lot this yeah. year. Like a coach gets fired, new saw coach comes in. Whether saw with the Chargers, exactly. Like the team is hyped up for their new coach and playing. Like the offense started clicking as soon as Joe Brady got on board because. What came before was so bad that just by comparison alone, like it had to be better. Um, and now we're kind of seeing maybe that dorsitis creep back in, as we say on this show. Um, the thing I worry about with Joe Brady is, and this is my biggest was my biggest concern with Ken Dorsey too, is like adjustments and counter punching. Like now that teams have kind of figured what Joe Brady is doing and how he has put his emphasis on this offense or whatever wrinkles he's put into this offense and they've kind of figured it out over the past four weeks or so does he have a counter punch can he adjust like based on the last two weeks doesn't look like it well he's going to need to counter punch he's going to need to adjust this week yeah one could argue that there was an adjustment between the first and second half this week i mean yeah you know a little bit and it was and it, I think that it only seems like a little bit or it seems like a littler bit than it was because we immediately went into, like we scored, it was great. And then we immediately went into uh, clock eating mode, which right. is not, yes. which is, which we were effective in. Um, or at least like we, you know, we were achieving that goal as we needed to. But it's like, if we, if we weren't in that situation, would the heat have continued to, <clears throat> would Josh have continued, would Josh have looked good? And would we be saying right. it was a tale of two halves? Um, so, I mean, we'll kind of never know. But I, I have the hope that there was adjustments, you know, in that sense. And it just caused that. Right. We just yeah. have the opportunity to see them all. After they scored that touchdown to open the second half, I mean, they went punt, punt, end of game. Yeah. But even that last drive, they were 11 plays for, I think, 35 yards, which right. is not great. So uh, you're right. They kind of yeah, but that's went not, into that's a shell. That's what it's supposed to be, though. That's not great on paper, but that's what it's supposed to be. Yeah, I know, but could be better. I'd like to see some kind of... What are you talking about? Like that, That's exactly their goal. They achieved exactly you their think, goal. You think averaging three yards a play is, is ideal, even no, at the end of the game? Think, even I if that's their goal? I think if you're eating clock... Uh, I don't think that averaging three yards of play is achieving the goal. I think averaging 3.5 yards of play is exactly their goal. <laughs> I mean, they got it done. That's, that's, that's yeah. the goal. But I just wanted to see, I, I just want to, as Thomas puts it here, I'm tired of having exciting losses. Yeah. These games are way too close for comfort. Uh, and if exciting, you mean like getting the blood pressure going <laughs> and then getting excited in kind of the wrong way of like, oh man, we might lose this game to 
a very bad team, then yeah, that, that I'm on the same page as you, Thomas. But um, I guess, I guess I just, Joe Brady was like, it, it's the men in black scenario to me. Like Will Smith comes in, he's the new hotness. Everyone loves the new hotness. Mm-hmm. Tommy Lee Jones, old and busted. Ken Dorsey, old and busted. You know, he's young, but you get it. Uh, Joe Brady, new hotness. But when that new hotness runs out, like, I need you to, I need you to adjust. I need you to become another level of hotness here. Uh, yeah. And this week is very important because uh, obviously it could be all on the line here, uh, either winning in or out and lose, losing out. So uh, final one, Tony, as we wrap up the episode here. Uh, and this is a big one. This is, of course, the, the we've talked about it. We've kind of preluded to it here. It is. Uh, is it a problem that... The anticipation is killing us. No, is it a problem that Tommy DeVito's agent was at the game? (laughs) Is it a problem? (laughs) Yes. Now what I thought you were going to go with. I thought you were going to go with. No. Is the lack of corgi. Is it a problem that the corgi races? Is it a problem? (laughs) Oh, you want to go with that? Yes. The lack of corgis in the stadium is a problem. The surplus of Tommy DeVito agents is a problem. It's all problems. It's both <laughs> problems. Why was yeah? Does does Tommy? Why was he there? Represent? Does he represent other athletes? Yeah, I believe so. Can, I, uh, I he, just imagine he represents he was, on the Bills notable Italian Cam Lewis. I think. Oh really? Is that true? Okay. Yeah. Oh okay. Well then, there you go. Cam so Lewis, Cam everyone's paisan, if you will. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Of course, as we all know. Is paisan? What does that mean, Matt? <laughs> I don't know. I'm a fake. I don't know either. Fake Italian. I'm Italian, but I know zero Italian words. Yep. I, I'm ashamed. Um, yeah, I don't know what Tommy DeVito's agent was doing there, other than maybe uh, giving what's up to Cam Lewis. So I, I believe Cam Lewis is part of the same agency. But uh, yes, Tony, the real, the real is it a problem? Lack of corgi races. No corgi races. We almost lose corgi races. We kill the Cowboys. Coincidence? That's true. That's true. I like what you're saying here. I think I think not. I think not. There needs to be corgi races all the time, as everyone knows. Um, but really, the last one is it a problem? Diggs disappears. We've mentioned the lack of snap count or the reduction of snap counts. Stefan Diggs has had the past couple of weeks. Also, the lack of production on the field. It's not like he's still getting eight to ten catches, a hundred plus yards, a touchdown. Like he's getting like thirty yards. 40 yards at most Mm -hmm. uh, and the drops on top of it. I think he's hurt. I think it's very clear. There's something wrong physically with him. This I put on Twitter earlier in the week. Like this is very Jack Eichel Sabres for Sabres fans out there uh, with Ralph Kruger of like, Jack's not hurt. He just needs to kind of persevere through this rough patch. And then a month later, Jack's on long-term IR. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. we could all see he was hurt. Anyone watching the game with two eyes is like, yeah, this guy's hurt. And that's kind of the feeling I get with Stefan Diggs, too, is like, it just doesn't seem to be as crisp in his route running. It doesn't seem like he's, I don't want to say giving as much effort, but it just seems like he's laboring out there. Um, he did have that deep ball that Josh missed. And it seemed like that was like his one moment of like, okay, I can get up. I can, I can persevere. I can... Mm-hmm find the energy, find the strength, whatever, to make this one play, and then I'm done. <laughs> That's it. I've exuded all my energy. Um, and it didn't hit, and we didn't see really see Diggs other than a huge like third-down conversion at the end of the game. But um, he's been way too absent for 
him being such a weapon, him being the number one option in this offense. Uh, so Diggs disappearing. Is it a problem, Tony? <clears throat> yes. I think you were, I think you were expecting me to say no because we're winning. I don't know. Uh, I no, I think it's a problem. I think he, I think that they're like, do I, do I think that we need to deliberately work and push towards getting him more involved? No, I don't think that we should force it, but I do think that we should try and diagnose why he's, hasn't been like such a big part of these things. Cause I feel like if he was really on his game, 100%, hundred percent healthy, hundred percent with it, then he would be naturally a part of a bigger part of things. He would be naturally getting yeah. more targets and more snaps. Um, so yeah, I do have like kind of a concern of like, what's the deal? What's the deal with Steph Diggs? Um, and are we trying to like make the offense something that it isn't? Are we trying, you know, is Steph Diggs a casualty of us trying to recreate our identity as like a running team when really it's, that's just one dynamic of what should be a dynamic offense. Right. Multidimensional. Yeah. You mentioned getting him involved and I think they need to get him more involved as well. But, and I think they're trying, I think they're trying in all the wrong ways though. And by that, I mean like a lot of bubble screens, a lot of like behind the line to scrimmage stuff. Like I know there's a sense of just get the ball in these players hands and watch them go to work, but that doesn't feel like Steph Diggs's game is like, get a bubble screen and then hit that hole super fast and, you know, take off. Like Steph Diggs Mm. is like an elite route runner, like get him moving, get him one-on-one, get him on mismatches and let him cook, like get him on some crossing routes with whoever Shakir and cause some confusion in the defense. Cause Diggs's route running will prevail in that scenario and he should be wide open. I mean, even that like third down conversion to the sidelines, like heck of a catch, but he wasn't really open and like Stefan Diggs. I mean, Josh Allen's like the only guy that can make that pass, like going away to the sidelines. It, it wasn't like he was, open. I, I don't know. Like I, I think they're trying to get him involved. I just think they're doing it in all the wrong ways. I yeah. never want to see a bubble screen again. Like this team is not capable of running a bubble screen to save their lives. It's either, uh, negative five yards or zero yards like that is the max amount of yardage we achieve on bubble screens it is is abysmal how poorly almost as poorly as we run screen like running back screens 50 you got a 50 50 chance of success if dalton kincaid is doing it and i say 50 50 is like that's good because sometimes dalton kincaid gets it done but it's like but i never i hate to see it happen because when he gets it done it's on when he gets positive yardage at least it's on third and eight and he gets five so I yes. don't that like the reason that I hate the bubble screen is because uh we're doing it like you said in all the wrong ways. Like like it gets called at the worst times and the right. worst times is third down and long. I'm an advocate, it, as you know, of third down. If it's third and long, you gotta get that like that ball needs to be in the air past past ten yards. Yes. yes. I agree. I am an advocate yes. of that as well. Um does any team in the NFL love like third and three more than the Bills? Oh, that's that's where we that's where we shine. <laughs> I always feel like, oh, it's second and ten. Okay, we're gonna run the seven yard play. We're not right. gonna run the ten yard play. We're gonna run the seven yeah. yard play because we With want third yards, and three. We'll take care of business for three yards. Yes, we third got and three. it. Third yeah. and three, we can really open up the playbook. Forget that first down. We'll get that maybe next play. Can I put some some shine on something else, Matt? That I yeah, go for over it. here. Do yourself a favor. Get yourself to Tommy DeVito Agents website. Sean Stilato's 
website is a <laughs> wild ride. Oh wow, it's <laughs> insane! Because I'll check it out after the show. This guy is pushing about thirty different things at the same time. <laughs> he's pushing his book. It's not shocking at all. No, he's pushing his he's pushing his two books about success. He's pushing his tax services. <laughs> he's pushing his tax development. He's tax pushing services. his pod. He's pushing wow. his podcast. He's pushing his draft party. He's pushing. <laughs> he's pushing his shop. Fedoras. Yes, yes, because he's pushing oh, wow. his, his shop, his e store, which seems to be things that like aren't his own that he's just like maybe getting like like a, in a pyramid scheme about. Yep. And so like he's also pushing those. It's like he's selling in the back of a bodega in New York City. Kind yeah. of. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> he's pushing his work in the Arena League. It's insane. This is there's so much to go through. There's wow. so much to see on this on this website. And this website is like not modern looking either. So <laughs> or it's like, like Windows ninety five. It's aesthetically a mess. It, it's just <laughs> insane aesthetically. Like not surprised. Backgrounds on backgrounds. It's wild. This thing is wild. I recommend all this. Uh, well, let's take it, let's take wrap care. up the show so all myself and all the yes. viewers can go do it. Look at Tommy DeVito's agent's website. Yes, do it. Uh, uh, Sean Stilato. Everyone thinks it's Okay, cheap plug yes. for SeanStilato.com. After the show, make sure you check it out, as I will be. Um, don't buy some products. Buy some products from us because support local business. Don't support Sean Stilato. Um, Tony, let's wrap it up though. Everyone, thank you for liking. Thank you for viewing. Thank you for commenting and subscribing. If you haven't done any of that stuff, you can watch us on YouTube, Facebook, wherever Built in Buffalo is. Uh, after the show, it'll be there whenever you want. If you want to watch this twice, even better. It gets better the second time. Trust me. It's like Godfather 2, except it's the same thing. So, um, but Tony, let's wrap it up. Thank you to our sponsor, Traveling Growler, www.travelinggrowler. Dot com quality koozie starting at just five dollars shop local support local check out all those cool designs awesome gift for a friend be great for bills game viewing you can get a traveling growler koozie keep your beers cold while you're watching the bills games thank you traveling growler as always uh we mentioned the podcast store apparel store Make sure you check that out, teespring.com. Search Witty Not Funny or Google Teespring Witty Not Funny. Uh, T-shirts, hoodies, crews, long sleeves. We got it all, all colors, all sizes, all original designs. Be the talk of your next Bill's viewing party, tailgate party, whatever, with a Witty Not Funny piece of apparel. And support us because uh, we need it. The modern day podcaster is the uh, past day starving artist. Um what else? If you're listening to this episode, you can find us or want to listen to this episode uh, after starting tomorrow. Uh, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast for free. Uh, whether you're viewing or listening, we always like to say whether you give us two minutes or two hours of your time, we greatly appreciate that. If this is your first time tuning in or your 50th time tuning in or whatever, uh, thank you so much for the support. We really do appreciate it. If you haven't yet, hit that like, hit that comment, hit that subscribe. Give us a go, Bills. Uh, Hopefully they win, Tony. It's all on the line. This this the this whole thing, yeah, this show could go two very different ways next week, mm-hmm. <laughs> depending on how the bills do. Mm-hmm. Scary. It's so a scary be very, it is very scary. Uh, if you haven't followed us on Twitter, Instagram at Woody Sports Seven One Six, 
TikTok or Facebook, Witty Not Funny Sports. Uh, give us a follow on all. We love following back, connecting with Bill's Mafia or Saber Swords people, hash uh, trademark pending on that uh, fan moniker. But give us a follow. We love following back. Um, and of course, our send off, as we always say, go Bills. And of course, stay witty out there, everyone. Thanks for listening, watching, viewing. Peace. Bye. Bye.